You're listening to episode three of the Genealogy Cafe podcast. I'm your host, Peter Berry. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about how mother's maiden names can help our research with a couple of examples. This topic may be of interest to you if you're just starting to explore your family history. If you've listened to me before, you might remember that I host an online genealogy community at genealogycafe.co.uk. Last week, I asked the community what topics they would like me to talk about on my podcasts, and the response suggested that people would like to hear me explaining how I do research. So today, I'm going to begin by talking about researching mothers' maiden names and related challenges that you might come across in your research. You can find links to any websites that I mention in the notes for episode 3 at genealogycafe.buzzsprout.com. So today I'm going to talk about a few topics on the theme of mother's maiden names. Firstly, I'll explain what it is and why it matters. Then I'll talk about how you can find it. And finally, I'll talk about particular challenges and how I solve them. Birth certificates and church baptism records often provide the mother's maiden name, that is the surname at birth of the mother of the child. For example, one of my grandfathers was William Henry Berry and his birth certificate gives his mother's maiden name as Yarwood. So why is this useful to us? Well, in a straightforward case, it means I can look for a Berry-Yarwood marriage, and that would identify William's parents, because, in a straightforward case, Yarwood would also be the name of the bride on the marriage certificate. When I say straightforward case, I'm talking about the most common scenario, in which a couple who marry are both previously unmarried, and so the maiden name of all their children will match the mother's maiden name. If the mother of a child is in a second or subsequent marriage, the maiden name on the certificate will probably not match the marriage certificate, and I'll talk about how I approach this later when I get on to the challenges. So, the mother's maiden name provides the glue or the connection from a birth to the parent's marriage. Once we have those parents, We can seek out their individual birth records and then again find their parents through their mother's maiden name. So this is a really important piece of data for our family history research. So where can we look online for birth records? There are a number of places available through the commonly known paid sites. But for free searches for England and Wales records, there are two important sites. These are FreeBMD and GRO. Let's start at FreeBMD, which is the website at freebmd.org.uk. If this is new to you, it will be a good idea to go to the site now, familiarise yourself with it, and I'll give you an example in a moment so you can look through typically how this works in the context of mother's maiden names. So once again, that's freebmd, F-R-E-E-B-M-D, dot org dot uk. Or type FreeBMD into your favourite search engine and you'll find it that way very quickly, I'm sure. The site covers birth, marriage and death records, hence the BMD. And for birth records, it has almost 100% coverage from 1837 when birth registration started, that is civil registration, until 1992. It is possible on the site to see exactly what the coverage is. I've had a look. It is very close to 100% for every year up to 1992. Let's run through an example. Once you're at the site, click on search and on the next page, 
tick births and typed berry, my way of berry, that is B-E-R-R-I-E, into the surname field, scroll down the page and click the find button. After a few moments, it takes maybe 10 to 15 seconds on my computer, you should see a list of birth records returned on the screen, which begins with Eleanor Berry in December 1837 in the Shardlow Registration District. If you scroll down the page until 1910 or 1911 is at the top of your screen, you're going to see a record for Henry in June 1911 and for Gladys in September 1911. Against Gladys's name, you can see the word Nixon. That is her mother's maiden name. So you can see from this example that the England and Wales Index only gives the mother's maiden name from September 1911. That is the third quarter of 1911. We're going to overcome this limitation largely in the next step, but for now the learning point is that using free BMD alone we would have to order the birth certificate if we wanted to get a mother's maiden name before the middle of 1911. So the second site we're going to look at is the GRO, that is the General Register Office. This is part of the UK government website at gro.gov.uk. If you go to that page, you'll see that the first item on the page is Order Certificates Online. There's an option to log in at the bottom of the next page after you click on Order Certificates Online, and you will need to register and log in if you wish to proceed with searching on the GRO site. And through that login, you can also order certificates as Order Certificates Online suggests. The big benefit of the GRO search facility for births is that it gives mothers' maiden names for a much wider date selection. For legal reasons, they split the date range into two sections. For 1837 to 1919, mother's maiden name is given if it is known. For the second section, which runs from 1984 to 2004, it is not given, and therefore you would have to order the certificate. Note also, though, that FreeBMD stopped at 1992 for births, so the GRO does give us records for the next 12 years, bringing us up to people who turned 16 years old in 2020. OK, so that's two free sites, FreeBMD and GRO, where you can pick up mother's maiden name for England and Wales births. Now let's have a look at some challenges. Three particular challenges relating to mother's maiden name. Challenge number one. The mother's maiden name is the same as the child's surname. In most cases, this happens when the mother was unmarried and there's no father's name on the birth certificate. In the remaining cases, the father and the mother may have genuinely had the same surnames at birth. Clearly, this is much more likely with common surnames like Smith or Jones, but that definitely does happen. Sometimes they're related, cousins do marry, Sometimes they just happen to have the same surname. Challenge number two. You find the mother's maiden name, but you can't find the corresponding marriage. There are a few possibilities here. Firstly, the parents married outside the location you're searching. To solve this, if you search only the district where the birth was recorded, try the adjoining districts, or even the whole county. If you know where the mother was born, perhaps from a census record, so it's worth looking for the census records if you have the information to do that, then you can search in and around that area. 
it's common practice even today for a couple to marry in the parish where the bride was brought up or where her parents live. If there's nothing in any of those areas, you may need to search the whole of England and Wales, or you may need even to widen a search outside of England and Wales, perhaps to Scotland or Ireland. And of course, in rare cases, people are born overseas, and there are overseas records that you can access to, to check that out. Ultimately, in many cases, you'll need to order a copy of the birth certificate in order to properly identify the parents. Another possibility, when you can't find a corresponding marriage in the names that you expect, is that the parents weren't actually married at the time of the birth, but recorded the birth as if they were. In my experience, this is rare, but it could happen in what we might call a common law marriage, where a couple live together, but they don't actually marry. But maybe the wife might actually live as if she is Mrs. Smith or whatever. But on the birth record, record the maiden name correctly. So those kind of complications and variations and various other uh, relationship changes and so on can make it more difficult to use the mother's maiden name or to find the mother's maiden name and to link it to the marriage. There's another special case where you can't find corresponding marriage for the mother's maiden name that you have, and that is that the wife had married more than once. For example, if a woman called Mary Smith married a man called John Evans, and later she married a man called Fred Jones, any children she has with Fred Jones will bear the mother's maiden name of Smith, just as they would, in, would have in her first marriage. But the record for her marriage to Fred will have the surname Jones, so the Jones and the Smith won't match, and it makes it more difficult to track down the correct relationship and reconstruct the family. In this case, you need to reconstruct Mary's marriage history from marriage records and go from there. With very rare surnames, I found you can use the mother's maiden name with just the birth and marriage index, but often you will need to order full certificates to build the full evidence trail. Finally, let's look at the spelling challenge. You may already know that there are spelling variations in many records, and more so as you go back in time. Sometimes these are genuinely spelling variations in earlier times because, frankly, many people couldn't read and write, and in fact, therefore, it would be spelt whatever way the vicar or the registrar felt was the correct spelling. So you find variations. But also, there are variations or, or rather mistakes in the transcriptions sometimes, and those can also create a challenge related to spelling. And in that context, here's an example that I came across recently and how I solved it. I was researching a man called Joseph Hutton, who I'd identified as the father of Matthew Hutton in the 1911 census. And the census suggested that Joseph, the father, was born in Hartlepool in 1864 or 1865. I found a birth record for a Joseph Hutton in Hartlepool in the third quarter of 1864, which was probably him, but I couldn't find him in the 1871 census as I would normally expect. Searching wider across the whole county, I came across a possible Joseph in the 1881 census. It matched his age and occupation, but it gave his birthplace as a different district in the county, so I couldn't be sure it was him. In that census, the 1881, Joseph's parents were Matthew and Bridget, and he had two sisters, Agnes and Mary. So I looked the sisters up in the birth records in GRO that we looked at earlier. And what I found was that the sisters both had a mother's maiden name of Fogarty, just as Joseph did, but that it was spelt differently. It was spelt with an E instead of an A. 
There was one more twist in this tale, but I'm not going to cover that today. But when I searched finally for a marriage for Bridget Fogarty with an E, I found it very quickly in nearby Newcastle. And so I've now reconstructed that part of the family that I was looking at. So, summing up, mother's maiden names are a really useful piece of data. And by using various online sources, such as the ones I've mentioned today, but there are others, and thinking it through carefully, it's possible to use mother's maiden name to link each generation to the previous one, and thus to quite quickly build up the generations of a family. However, despite all our best efforts, we just can't see to solve a family history brick wall sometimes. And if that happens to you, one option is to come along to my online community. Or if you'd like my personal support with your research, you can contact me on Facebook at Genealogy Cafe. If you've enjoyed my podcast, please hit subscribe. I'd also really appreciate it if you could take just a few moments to leave a brief review on whichever podcast platform you're using to listen to me to let me know what you think. I'd really appreciate all the feedback you can give me, which will help me improve the content of my podcasts. And finally, if you love family history like I do, come along to my free forever membership site at www.genealogycafe.co.uk where you can share your family stories and get help with your family history research from me and from other members. Once again, the membership site is at www.genealogycafe.co.uk. I'll be back next week with another instalment of the Genealogy Cafe podcast. <laughs>